What's up guys, welcome back to the Homework Assignment Podcast. Yet again, it is our assignment today to find the balance between between home life and work life. I'm your host, RJ Patino. Today we decided to get some questions from people that we work with, people that watch our podcast and really dive into these questions. Um, we got a great show for you today. And so, yeah, let's let's get to it. Question number one. Question number one is, what is your definition of success? That's a great question. Um, I think I think it varies for everybody, um, and I think it also varies on each level you are, um, wherever you are in your life or on your path to success, whatever career you're building, or whether it's at home and again in work. Um, for me, I think success—the definition of success—is really driven by results. Um, you know, we, especially here in our construction company, uh, we're contractors. And so there's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of things and objectives that need to get done on a daily basis, right? For example, we have a, you know, a remodel, say it's going to take two months. Well, having a schedule and deadlines is really important. And the way we stay successful um, is by hitting those deadlines, getting the jobs done and keeping great quality. And when we don't get those things done, it creates problems. Um, I've experienced like in, in the beginning phases of the company and, and every now and then we still deal with this. We're not perfect, but when you, it's easy to start really strong um, in, in, in our company with the project. It's easy to start strong, get all the stuff in the beginning going good. And the hardest and toughest part is the cosmetic end. Um, that the final push through, you know, fourth quarter type of, of work that really just kind of finishes the project off. And what I experienced a lot in the past is, you know, we, we would do so good and be successful and be giving results and clients could see progress. We could see everything moving forward, moving smoothly. We were able to find solutions to problems. And then that fourth quarter would arrive. And what would happen in that fourth quarter? Well, we would have a huge punch list. We'd have little things and that, that weren't getting done, didn't get done, or we had poor prep during some of the beginning steps, which caused problems later on. And it didn't matter if that six weeks in the before this phase, we crushed it, we killed it. And then we got to the last two weeks or the last phase and we dragged it out and there was constant problems and trying to get these little knickknacks done and then that created even more problems so all this greatness that we did all this happiness that we provided uh the great five-star experience to our customers was completely ruined by not even a quarter of the time that it took to actually get the project done and so i think for me success and like i said i think it varies in a lot of different aspects of life you know if we talk about business for me success is results i think at home as well success is results you know being a successful parent what does it mean to me like okay well i'm gonna find out as the years go by and i watch my kids grow up did i teach them right did i you know show them how to eat healthy did i show them how to be active did i show them how to be kind how to be loving um and i think once i get into their teenage years and that actually starts to display itself in them the teachings that my wife and i have taught them i'm gonna know if i was a good dad if i was successful same thing that goes with my wife. We've been married four years. And I know there's that saying that like, hey, the worst years in a marriage, and maybe maybe I'm the one who's heard this. I, I don't know. But I, I've always heard and I've heard repetitively that year number one is a terrible year. 
Uh, I think that goes into, hey, you're just married. You got to learn how to live with each other. I think circumstances in life when you get married and meet your spouse do play a big role in that first year. Um, but I did hear a lot of, hey, year number one and year number seven. Um, year number seven, I'm, I haven't gotten there yet, so I'm not sure why they say that. But I can tell you that you know, year number one for us, it, it was a little difficult. It wasn't the worst. Um, I don't even know if we've had the worst yet, but I don't plan on it. I could tell you that much. And I think that comes down to striving for success in my marriage, striving to be a result-driven husband, meaning, hey, when my wife has an issue with something, it's not, okay, I'm going to work on it. Okay, I'm going to work on it. Like You can only say that so many times until it doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm going to work on it because you're not giving results. You know, so she's saying that, hey, you know, I asked you to take your shoes off before you came in the house. Okay, I'll work on it. Two months later, you're still walking in the house with your shoes. Okay, well, what what does any of that do for you or her? Nothing because you're not, you, you may be saying it, you may be talking the talk, but you're not walking the walk. So I think for me, results in every aspect is is really what success is because you can do a lot of things, but if you don't put action and you don't get results, every all the work you're putting in, all the training, all the learning, whatever it is, if there's no results, it's absolutely worthless because you didn't you didn't bear the fruits or get the fruits from from all that work you put in. So that that would be definitely my definition. All right. Your definition of success is results. Results. All right. And second question is, what is the <clears throat> toughest part of entrepreneurship to you? Everything. <laughs> I uh I think I talk about this topic a lot with my wife. We go on evening walks. We're currently doing 75 Hard, um, which for those of you that don't know, is a program um, that I, I actually really, really like a lot. And I've, I've been able to pursue it for a little while now. I've failed quite a few times, but um, long story short, it's you know two workouts a day, 45 minutes, drink a gallon of water, read self-help books, uh, take a progress pick. One of those workouts need to be outside minimum. One workout has to be outside. And um, and then eat, eating a healthy diet. So we've been doing that. And so for, you know, at night we go on walks and we've picked up the pace. You know, we're, we're you know, progressing on our walks. But during those walks, it's great because we get time to talk. And it always ends up, we always end up talking about basically, you know, some of the, just the hardships we're going through. And we also get time to actually look back the last four years of where we started. And... It's still hard. I mean, the the challenges are a little bit different now because we're a little bit more established. And hey, back when we first began, I hardly had anything to myself or in my name. So we had extra challenges of making sure we could pay rent, making sure we could you know afford our bills. Well, now we don't so much have that problem, and, but now we have new problems. And I think number one, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're build, building or scaling a business, Problems are important. You want new problems because if you're getting new problems, that means you're moving forward and not backwards. That means you're discovering new things that you haven't ran into before and that should be a good thing. Then you got to solve them. But problems are going to come along the entire process. And I think one of the hardest things about being an entrepreneur for me is is it goes into time management between my work and my my home life. the last few weeks, especially this is episode number three. So we, we obviously started a podcast and on top of that, we've really implemented a lot of new systems and a lot of stuff um, in our company. And 
I have had two days, a few days last week and a few days this week. And I think it might be some of the first times in both my daughter's lives, my, my oldest is three, that there was a, there's been days where I wake up in the morning, I see them before, uh, or I wake up, go to the gym, come home, I see them for a few minutes, get ready for work and I leave. And then the next time I see them is the following morning. So I'm gone doing stuff, working, you know, putting all the work I can in, doing my absolute best. And then by the time I get home, they're already asleep. And for me, that's really hard because that's, they're, they're mainly my motivation. And I mean, I'm doing everything I'm doing now for my family, for my daughters. And so that would probably be one of the toughest things is trying to find the balance in, in time management as from being an entrepreneur and also having kids and being a part of your kids' lives. I firmly believe now's the time. I mean, like our kids are young and it's important to have obviously an impact on them, but I think that's, that's where my wife comes in. Um, I'm here. I'm able to trust her being at home and I'm able to know that she's providing every single thing that the, that my kids need right now while they're developing. And my goal at this point is to build something so successful that by the time they're in junior high, um, you know, 10, 12 years old, and my personal time with them is even more important, I want to be able to have that time. And so I want to grind now and be able to do that later rather than sacrifice work and be able to spend more times with them, watching them, you know, you know, grow up at, at this age and then not be able to do that when, you know, in those years, which I, in my opinion, are way more important for development. When you're learning about the world, real world, when you're going into high school and you're learning how to drive and all this kind of stuff, I want time to be there for that. So, so you know, it's, it's really the sacrifices and that's the number one sacrifice for me is, is time with the family. So I think that's probably for me right now, at least I think it changes as you move through your business life and your home life progresses that things change a little bit. Like I said, in the beginning, it was money. Now it's not, uh, fortunately, uh, but yeah, now it's, it's family time. So, so to sum it up, what is the toughest part of your, what is the toughest part of entrepreneurship to you and your answer is balancing work and home life yeah, which which is the assignment find <laughs> it it's pretty synchronized with the next question which is well and real quick notice guys that this podcast is you know in our intro it's our assignment to find so that should tell you right there that we haven't fully found the balance okay so as we progress and as we you know this podcast moves forward the goal is to find that at some point um, i know we will and i know it's an ongoing battle and it may take years um and, you know, listening to some podcasts like Ed Milet, uh this morning, uh, he had a, a podcast with, uh, I forget the guy's name, but they, they were talking about that. They were talking about their marriage and how, how working and building a business out of their 500 square foot home, him and his wife, and trying to make time to not talk about their business at the dinner table to make sure they had time for themselves. Like it's, it's an ongoing process. So, you know, you guys are on this journey with us to find this balance, which I think is really important to recognize. All right, and so the next question goes pretty well with that last one, uh, with your answer for the last one. How have you been attempting to balance home life and work life? So what have you been implementing, <clears throat> attempting? Maybe some results you've been attempting? I think, <laughs> I think attempt is honestly the key word because I, I think I'm constantly, or at least my wife and I were constantly trying to find new things. Like today, before I even came to, to, to record today, I was talking to my wife and, you know, she's just like, yeah, it's, it's been a little hard at home. The kids are going a little bit crazier than normal. We just got a new puppy. 
Um, and that has been really exciting. The puppy's really well behaved. She's her name's Mania, um, which is you know we have a kind of thing for like Greek mythology and stuff like that. So Mania is a goddess of insanity. She's a goddess of the dead. Um, so we love the name and um, she's she literally pretty much came to us potty trained right out the litter, uh, ringing the bell to go outside. So that that's been a lot more helpful, but. <clears throat> our daughters they yeah they're they're a little bit more crazy right now and i think also they're they're you know they're toddlers and one's three one's almost two so that whole phase is beginning and i could tell my wife's really stressed out and you know so i told her today i was like hey why don't we you know go do a staycation at a resort for a couple nights um just to get away and kind of get more to get her away i'm already away last thing i want to do is sacrifice more time with my children but without me and my wife being on the same page and our relationship being strong, that's not going to do any good for our daughters. So like my main priority is my wife and my relationship with her because our daughters will see that they'll feel that and we'll be a lot better, um, in a better position. We'll be a lot stronger mentally, a lot more patient. We'll be on the same page. Like it's just, it'll trickle down to where it, even though we may not be spending so much time with them, they're going to be able to see our strong relationship and they're going to be able to feel that love from us. And we're going to be able to provide even more of ourselves to them rather than if we're not on the same page, if we're struggling and we're, our relationship is not good, that's only going to be worse for our kids. It would be better off of them. You know, it's better that they have less time with us so we can work on ourselves and them having all the time in the world with us and us not being me and my wife, not being on a good page. Um, so I, you know, going back into the topic of, you know, how am I trying to balance work life and home life? I'm trying. I think that's just the real thing. I, you know, we're obviously trying to schedule better or I'm trying to schedule better my work stuff so I can make sure I'm at home at a certain time. Um, I'm having um, to give up time on Saturdays. Like right now I'm here recording instead of being at home with my family. So I want to make sure that like the time I do have with them, like when I go home, it's also organized. Like I got plans. We got stuff that we're doing. It's, you know, no phone trying to make sure I'm giving them my full attention completely. And on top of that, my wife is, you know, doing a better job at what, as well as at organizing, you know, the home. So by the time I get home, she doesn't have to clean, do all of her cleaning. Then she doesn't have to go running around doing all these errands. She tries to get that done during the day. And luckily, unfortunately for us, like if you guys watch our, our previous podcast, we're, we're the caregivers of my younger brother and sister, Bella and Gunner. So they're, they're, they've been a great help being able to babysit a little bit. But that's also created time so that like me and Ashton, we both can be there with our daughters. Um, so I think, I think it really comes down to organization and it comes down to priorities. And like I said, right now, business is a priority, scaling this business, building it so that I can have the time later on when it's even more crucial to be with them is important. But that doesn't mean I'm going to be non-existent at home. So organizing time, um, and you know, going to the gym has been great. Having more energy, being able to stay up a little bit later, uh, with my wife and, and, and do more activities with my girls. I remember before I went to the gym, um, I like Saturdays was like a relaxed day for me. And I remember one, uh, one weekend there was like the world's biggest, like bounce house or something like that comes to town a couple times a year. And it was out here in Chandler and we drove by and I was like, you know, what? I'm going to take my daughter to that. An hour at like 10 a.m. on Saturday being with her, I was completely done. I couldn't do it anymore. I was like, okay, we got to go. Let's get out of here. Um, and and she could hardly walk. So like I had to carry her around and jump with her. And 
And now I guarantee I could do that for three hours. So I can even have, I, now I can have longer memories, better memories and more consistent memories with my daughters and playing around and stuff because I'm going to the gym. So I think that's really important too on the balance of you know the work and home life is that you're able to be more present when you're at home and you're at work, you're able to be more present as well. So you know that goes into the gym, which if you watched a little bit of our podcast last week, um, our episode two, we talked a little bit about how important fitness and health is. And I didn't really dive too deep. We'll dive a little more into it later down the road. But I think those two things right now are kind of really my focus points on trying to figure out how to balance homework or home life and work life. Um, and like I said, it's it's hard. It's an ongoing process. I think I fail every day at trying to figure out the best way to balance that. And I'm hoping to continue to discover more and more aspects to that and, and actually get them implemented. So that's, yeah, that's what I would say. All right. So the question was, how have you been attempting to balance home and home life and work life? I wrote down a couple of key things you said. Um, a lot of time for vacation to focus in with family time only, uh, being there for key moments, no phone, so minimizing the phone, uh, appreciating what your wife provides for the home, as you mentioned, with cleaning and keeping things together, running the home life while you're at work, organizing time to be more present with your family. <laughs> Yeah, and, and just kind of thinking, reviewing that, you know, the the more vacations, I it's kind of funny because I feel, I don't really care, and I'm not saying I feel like I'm judged, but I do feel like I've had people comment like, oh, you're going to Mexico, you know, your second time or a third time this year, um, must be really nice, and then, you know, I listen to these podcasts, and these podcasts, like, there's people that, you know, are have really big companies, and they're like, yeah, I haven't taken a vacation in 10 years, um, I think there's different ways things can work for everybody, obviously. And for me, I think it's really important to have these vacations because like, yeah, I may sacrifice three weeks out of the year and be away from work. But during those three weeks, I'm solidifying a better relationship with my wife and my family, which helps me operate at a higher capacity when I am at work. And it is hard to separate the time. Like when I'm at, you know, we just went to Mexico a, a few few weeks back. And, um, I, I did, I had morning meetings from eight to nine. I was going to the gym in the morning, uh, before that. And I had some phone calls to take during the day. And so, uh, you know, the, again, there's a balance there. I wasn't completely gone. I still had, you know, to do some stuff, but I do think that if I didn't go on these vacations or if I didn't go to the staycation, my wife that I'm planning on to go in a few weeks, just for a weekend that my relationships with the people that are my biggest support would be weaker and due to that i would perform so much worse and at a, a lesser capacity than i could be and so that three weeks is worth the ride for example or well, i guess the way to compare it is like an investment right so like hey if you take 500 bucks and you put it into a stock that is a great stock sure you're going to be out that 500 dollars, and you could have maybe used that to do stuff or to buy stuff that you needed but you sacrifice it for two months and in the long run obviously the payout could be way time you know way bigger um and this this way that i do it with the vacations and making time to go out and do stuff with my wife who's 22 at home with two teenage kids and two toddlers and a new dog trying to figure out how to balance that and not lose her mind I think that's really important and I think that helps us operate even more, help us helps us operate better and it helps my wife feel that, you know, we're more of a team rather than me being here and her being there and feeling alone. And then same thing for me, my wife is able to provide more 
um, advice. And, and that's this is a tangent I'm going to go on real quick because I, I, I don't know. I, I've talked about it a lot with my wife and, and how important it is. But those of you that are building businesses and or are a business owner and you're married, I guarantee that you guys could agree with me that your wives play an important role. They're like, my wife is not directly involved with my company. Um, and, but I do consider it our company. She's not, she doesn't make decisions. She doesn't come here. She doesn't yell at people. She doesn't get people organized. She doesn't, you know, run jobs. She doesn't sell jobs. And she, her job is to be at home and take care of my, of our children. And, but when I talk with her and I share my, you know, anxiety, I share my stress, I share the stuff that's going on, the stuff that annoyed me during the day, the stuff that went well during the day, uh, the sales that we got, the progress that we're making, her input is huge. Um, her support is huge. And so, um, again, I, I, and I think I've said it so many dang times in, in this episode alone on how important that, you know, your relationship is with your spouse or the person that you're you're building that your business with, or that you have someone, you know, at home building your your home while you're building a business. That relationship is so dang crucial to, you know, it's going to play a role in how hard your hardships are in, in entrepreneurship. It's going to play a role in, you know, how motivated and dedicated you are at work, inside, outside of the home. It's going to play a role in literally every aspect. And I don't know, I remember listening to a podcast and I don't want to say the person's name just in case it's wrong, but it's someone who has, you know, a very successful podcast and, um, or has a successful life. And he said, I wish I could go back and, you know, find a spouse instead of, you know, go about a life of, you know, the single life, because I feel like I would have been and I don't want to butcher this, but it was either he was either going to be more he could have been more successful than where he is now, or he could have got to where he's at even quicker if he had someone to come home to, someone to support him, someone to be by his side throughout the entire process. Um, and I believe, I guess I will say, his name, I believe it was Tate. Um, what's his last name? Andrew Tate. Andrew Tate. Yeah, I believe it was Andrew Tate in one of his videos. He mentioned that, and um, I'm actually going to fact check that because I would love to, to find that again. Uh, but I that just hit me really hard, and I think it's really important for those of you that don't have someone to lean on when you come home. If you're building a business, you have to at least have a support system. It is one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life, um, next to leaving the country for two years and being jumping into a country where I didn't speak the language and not being able to fend for myself because I didn't know what anybody was saying. That was really hard. And I'm sure I'm going to have even, you know, harder things in the future, but I love adversity because it helps me grow. It makes me feel like I'm progressing and I know it betters me. So anyways, I, I think that, you know, to reiterate and maybe even some of this entire podcast really balancing your relationships with those that are close to you, those that support you on this journey of business, on this journey of building an amazing home and work life. That person at your right hand is the most important person on this journey. So, well, is that all the questions? Yeah, that's three. Um, we, we could ask some more if you want or say- I think, we, I think we got some time. Let's, let's go over one more. So we got one more question actually, and it's, what are some moments in your home life and work life that you have found growth in failure? 
repeat that one more time. So what are some moments in your home life and or work life that you have found growth in failure? The lessons <laughs> you've learned from taking an L. You know, <laughs> it's a great way to put it. Well, it's it's funny because a lot of the songs I listen to, um, they talk about how they don't get L's and all they get is W's. <laughs> and I don't, I think you do maybe get that at a certain point, but I think failure is a part of life. If you are not failing consistently, then you're really not growing, um, especially when you're starting something especially on a startup. I do have less mistakes in my opinion or less failures on a daily basis than I did four years ago, but they're not non-existent. They're still there. And that goes that it doesn't matter whether I'm talking about my business or I'm talking about at home, or even if I'm talking about in the gym, you know, I just, you know, we did maxes last week and I could only get, I got less than what I wanted to. That's a failure. Um, but I think some of the most important failures or I guess pinnacle failures in my life with home and business comes down to, and I'm not sure if I talked about this in, in one of the other episodes, but I'll dive a little deeper is actually I did talk about it and I was wrong on the year. I thought it was 2020, the Christmas of 2020, but it was actually the Christmas of 2019 when um, I had $0. I, well, actually, you know what? That's why I had like $127 and some change in my bank account. Um, and I had gone a little bit more, so it's just under $200 and we were planning, we had planned a trip. Uh, my father-in-law bought a, um, or rented out a cabin up in the mountains of Colorado and we were going there for Christmas. And previously like to that, like the summer and spring before that, I had a lot of work and we had a lot of jobs and things were going pretty smooth and I'm, I was working with my hands as well. And so but something happened and coming towards October, November, when things really slow down in construction, if you don't have marketing, if you don't have systems in place, if you don't have something going on, if you're just working with your hands and job after job and not really trying to scale, though you get slow seasons. Now I don't believe in slow seasons because of the operations and the systems and the marketing that's in place. I don't believe in slow system uh, seasons anymore. Um, but then the way I was operating, there was definitely slow times and that's towards the end of the year because people are, you know, throwing parties for Thanksgiving, Christmas, they're buying Christmas presents. The last thing they want to do is spend 10 grand on a bathroom remodel. Um, and even then it, it, you know, it was cheaper than it is now. So, um, I didn't plan ahead and I didn't anticipate and I didn't have very much work and I did that Christmas came and I didn't even have money to pay for the gas in my truck to take my pregnant wife and I up to Colorado. And so my father-in-law had to help. I had to get um, help from family and from our, my church um, to pay, pay my rent, pay my um, auto insurance and all that kind of stuff. And that was probably one of the top three biggest failures or moments of failure that I felt like, okay, like I am literally, I've been beaten down um, and it comes down to that, you know, pivotal moment of like, do I get up or do I stay down and find a different way of going about it? And I remember a lot of justification went through my mind. Okay, you know what? It's okay. It's not a big deal. You know, I can try this again later on down the road. Why don't I just go get a job here? Why don't I build a little bit of money first, then try again? Why don't I uh, do it a little differently and just stop right now and, you know, again, start up later? And all that went through my head. And 
that moment of deciding to keep on moving forward, that was the moment that has built and brought me here um, and built everything that we have today. Um, I, I really think that failure is very important because without that moment, say that moment didn't happen, say it just was a little slow, I was hurting just a little bit, but I didn't, like I wasn't completely down to just nothing. And I didn't, I had a little money in my bank, but I was also in debt, I owed money. I had credit cards maxed out that, you know, I was trying to fund, um, you know, to fund the business with. And so I was in even more debt. And so let's say that didn't happen. Let's say I was doing all right, I had a job coming up and I had a little money, I was able to go to, you know, Colorado and, things were okay for the next three years and things got better and I get here today. I may be, I may have had the opportunity to be the exact same place I am today, but what I learned and the emotions that I felt and the control and mental toughness and the surpassing the threshold that I thought I had, breaking that down and going even further, pushing and believing in myself even more, all of that, I would never have learned. And I do think that would have been a culprit to why I wouldn't have, I wouldn't be where I'm at today if I had not had that and I still would have kept pushing. I don't think I would have learned those important lessons that really shaped me to become the, the business owner I am today, to become the dad, the friend that I am today. There's still things that I think I'm failing at, things that I don't think I'm the best at. And I just, I have accepted the fact that failure is going to come, right? And without failure, how can I get better? If I'm perfect, there's no way to better myself. There's no way to progress. There's nothing to progress to. I don't want that life. That sounds like a very boring life to me because the amount of dopamine, the amount of happiness that I get when I exceed a max, when I, for example, looking back to that Christmas to where I am now, you guys can only imagine how I might feel having been able to look back and actually say, you know what? I, it worked. I did it. And I don't feel like I've done it because I do feel like I'm not even close to being what people consider successful. Some people can tell me, Hey, you have a successful company. Great job. Oh, like look at everything you built. Like that's great, but I, I still feel, I still don't feel that. And all these failures, like I just want to just get rid of them and make, you know, can, can get rid of one at a time and go on to the next one and keep on and pushing because I'm excited to get the life lessons, to get the extra mental toughness, to learn more about myself, my dedication, my motivation, pushing myself past levels that I didn't think I could. And I think a lot of that for me comes from sports in high school, uh, playing football that, you know, those days that you couldn't move one more foot, you couldn't do one more play, couldn't do one more thing, or I needed to go get water and not being able to do it, that created that mental toughness in, in me. And I think for me, that plays a huge role into why I am the way I am today and why I parent the way I parent and why I treat people the way I treat them why I believe so much in people, even when they don't believe in themselves. And I, I, yeah, I think failures are the mainstream to really 
become successful. It's one, it's one of the things that you have to go through. So for those of you that are having failures in your life, for those of you that are at rock bottom, if you're like me and you're having that moment right now, uh, Christmas of 2019, keep going. Don't give up. Um, there's still moments in my life where I'm like, you know, I watch, I want to be so successful on such a high level. And there's not very many people that, um, that have done the level that I'm trying to do in construction specifically. And I have those moments where I'm like, maybe I should continue my company, you know, still be successful, keep pushing, but maybe I should start something a little bit different. And that's going to really get me there. Like maybe I should start a product line or, you know, whatever the case is, something where clients are not a one-time type of, of a deal, but where they're reoccurring every 30, 60, 90 days. I think about that a lot. And I get that little voice in my head that says, yeah, that's going to be easier. Maybe put more focus there. And this is just something that got you started. Uh, but my passion's here. And so I have to overcome that every single day, um, if not multiple times a day, that no, I am going to break the threshold. And the reason I feel that way and the reason I believe in myself that I can is because I broke the threshold multiple times in my life. So I've been able to develop and practice that. And now I believe in myself as it's this is harder than it was in football. This is harder than it was in 2019. And so I'm able to continue to really believe in myself to actually get past that. So I think for those of you who have failures in your life, for those of you that are struggling with stuff, please remember that this is just one moment on the infinite timeline and push through it because you're not going to regret it. If you put action in, results will come. There is no doubt about it. I don't care if it's a little bit of action. You might get a little bit of of reward, but you're still going to get something for what you put in. That's how life works. The more action you put in, the more results you're going to get. And so if you're at that moment where you got to break that threshold, put more action in. Stop thinking, go do, don't think about it, push it, risk it all, whatever you got to do, believe in yourself and make it work because you're the only person that can make it work. You're the only person that can even get you close to where you want to be and don't listen to other people. Um, And again, you're going to have people that, care about you, that love you, that really, truly, truly, truly only want the best for you. And their opinion of what's the best for you is going to be very different from yours. So make sure you hold your ground. Okay. Make sure you believe in yourself enough to know that, Hey, this sounds great, but I know I can do this and I'm going to keep pushing and and let them know, support me in this. I'm going, I'm going full, full blown towards the wall. I'm going to run straight for it. Support me in this. Okay. And that's, you're also going to find out the people who do support you, right? Who to surround yourself by. So anyways, sum it all up. Failure guys is part of life. And even if you're not building a company, you're still going to find failure. Even if you give up right now and you go work at McDonald's, you're still going to have failure. You're still going to screw up in order. Okay. You're still going to wake up late to go to work. You're still going to you know, there's failure in everything we do. You cannot get away from failure. So why are you going to let failure stop you now? Because if you stop and you go somewhere else, you're going to find more failure. So push through it, get through it, keep going. Don't stop believing yourself. And if you got to wake up and do your affirmations every morning, look in the mirror and say, I can do this, whatever you got to do, find the way that works and find it quick and go for it. So I think, well, yeah, I mean, Great questions. So I, I 100% believe in everything that we've talked about today. And I know it works because 
again, I'm trying to share from my experience and, and it's worked. So I know if you guys put it to the test, it's, it's absolutely going to work for you. And again, it may be in different methods, but the principles stay the same. They're universal. So thank you guys so much for the support. Thank you guys for watching yet another episode. And uh, stay tuned for episode four that we'll be recording and releasing here soon. And if you haven't followed us on our Instagram or uh, Spotify or Apple Podcasts, uh, at the very end of this video, you'll find all those links. Go ahead and click them. And also, if you guys want to leave comments and ask more questions, please do. We're happy to answer them, whether it's work life, home life. We got a lot of topics that we can really dive into. So thank you guys again for the support and make sure to follow, like our page and stay tuned for the next episode.